0: Friends, welcome back. My name is Tiffany Pratt, and this is my Love Jam. By my side, my bestie Coco on the mic, doing the mix. Say hi, Coco.
1: Yo, what's up?
0: We're just over here in Toronto, Canada, meeting people, discussing our journey, and uncovering all the facts, and the figures, and the feelings about love. Love comes in many sizes, shapes, and forms. And I'm here talking to some of the coolest people I know all about their journey and the things that they do to bring love into their life. This is a podcast all about that. I want you to laugh, I want you to cry, I want you to write some things down and I want to inspire you because this is your journey. And this little butt in your ear with this wild pink haired woman in Toronto might get you going get you feeling creative, and get you feeling lucky to live a more exciting and colorful life. So, I love you now, I've always loved you, I'll love you later, so
1: will Coco. I sure will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're gonna jam, and we're gonna share all about love.
1: And a few other things.
0: What other things, Coco?
1: You know, life stuff.
0: You're right, life stuff. Yeah. Let's do this.
1: Tiffany Pratt and I are back for season three of the Love Jam, and Tiffany, who do we have to thank?
0: You know, this whole thing, Coco, would not be possible without my friends at Delta Faucet Canada. Absolutely, and without their support and their ongoing um, love, really, we would not be here. And it's been from day one right from season one right through season two now into season three Mm -hmm. they've had our backs they've supported the message and they want to keep the love going strong in the world and this is how they're doing it so thank you so much
1: and it's not just about supporting the love jam but it's it's about sending a message out to the people that listen to the love jam so we thank delta fossa canada for that
0: from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much boy have i waited for this moment I have sat in front of this gorgeous, stunning, impeccable woman for almost a year. We've gabbed, we've dished, and she has single-handedly healed me. And I couldn't have more joy and more gratitude than I do in this moment to share. Stephanie Porter with you today, Steph. Welcome to the Love Jam. Hello, everyone. Can you believe it? This is awesome. We're Love Jamming. (laughs) You're like, oh shit, here we go. Now, we usually do our own love jam, but it's in your office and no one's listening. And now we get to share our gab with the peoples. So thank you for coming. Happy to be here. Okay. So let me explain. I met Stephanie, I don't even know how many years ago. It's so many years ago, I can't remember, but it was an in passing thing, right? At least 10, I think. Well, I've known Coco for 12 and you lived above him for how long? Uh, at least 10 years. So,
1: really? Are- 10 years?
0: Absolutely. Holy, Holy gosh. shit. Okay. Well, 10 years ago. And last year was when I finally understood who you were and what you did. Took me this long to come around to the magic, but here I am. I came crawling into Coco's place, as I always do, exhausted, not knowing what was wrong with me, having tried every modality of healing. And I was just, I was caked. I was burned out. I was at the end of my rope. And I felt like I sort of hit my rock bottom. Coco, I need IV therapy. I need something to boost me back up. Who do you know? And he said, what did you say, Coco?
1: I said, Stephanie Porter.
0: I'm like, (laughs) Stephanie Porter has an IV clinic in Toronto? And Coco's like, yeah, actually, uh, I think she owes me an IV. Why don't we go together? Right, Cokes?
1: I remember that, yeah.
0: And so we went, you booked us a double appointment. We both just got what? What was just like your regular cocktail? I think initially we did just a a good boost for you. So both of us got basically the same thing. Yeah, I think so. So Coco and I get the same cocktail. Mm -hmm. Steph jacks us right up with her magic juice. (laughs) And Coco walks out feeling like a million. Right, Coco? Do you Mm -hmm. remember feeling great? I always feel great. Oh, yeah. Well, here we go. Always feeling great. No, no. I
1: mean, after, after an IV.
0: So he feels great. And I felt like someone stuck a sedative in the bag. Mm-hmm. So, Steph, you're the doctor. What happens? What's going on in your brain? What, do you, what starts triggering when you see someone, two people getting the exact same treatment, but one person feels like they're going to need to lay down for a while?
2: So usually when you have such a a polarized reaction to something there, you know that there's something else going on, obviously. So we take a a much broader approach and we look at what's the big picture. What could be possibly be deficient in that person is, are there underlying conditions? And then how do we address that in a more individualized uh, way? Because it's unusual for two people to react so differently. Okay, so tell the peoples what you do. So I have a clinic in Toronto, and we do it's and all types of anti-aging medicine, but primarily what we're doing is we're helping people age well and feel best as long as they can, both physically, emotionally, and um, uh, holistically. So there are different components of the clinic, but most of the time patients come uh, into the clinic and see me initially. And we do very thorough blood work um, where we do hormones, uh, hormone panel, um, uh, thyroid panel, just a really thorough um, bit of blood work. And for women who are interested in fertility, we do it in certain times of their, their cycle. So usually day 19 to 21 um, for People who are getting older, going through perimenopause, menopause, we do um, other blood work as well. Um, And then we do an individualized treatment protocol for them. And so that's the the more internal work that we do. And you have treatment options of IV therapy, injection therapy, hormone therapy, um, variety of supplements. And then patients have an opportunity to go and see the other practitioners in the clinic who do chiropractic, massage therapy, um, active release therapy, um, acupuncture. And then we do a whole array of cosmetic treatments as well.
0: I've been to your clinic so many times at this point. I feel like it's like my second home. It's a gorgeous space. And I plop my bag down and I settle in for my hour or two of whatever treatment I'm going to have that day. Um, And I'll get to that later. What I love is that given all of this extensive treatment that you offer people and understanding what you do from a personal perspective, I wanted you to come here today because I have never seen anyone with such passion and love towards what they do and wanting to help others. And I know that that comes from somewhere. So what got you excited about doing what you do and why? Well I uh, I guess I was I started to
2: get interested in alternative therapies. Um, so the clinic really we take a very combined approach. So we do all the classic um, allopathic um, modalities of of doing any kind of diagnostic and then we pair it with, more natural treatments, um, which is really, it's an interesting approach. So I i guess I got into it when my brother was actually 16, which um, is ages ago now, but uh, he was diagnosed, unfortunately, with terminal uh, cancer. And uh, at the time I was um, going through school and... Were you uh, going to s- through school to be a doctor? I was, yeah. Okay. And so... Of course, like you take a huge interest in this because it's, it's your, it's your family. It's the people you love. And, and so it was, it was something that I I started to do all the research on and how, how, what are the new treatments and how do we, how do I keep him alive? Unfortunately, the, the type of cancer he had, there wasn't a traditional chemotherapeutic course of radiation or anything else that was going to ultimately fix the problem. So you're faced with a situation where your normal tools aren't going to work and what are your, what are your alternatives? So I really got interested in, I guess, improving his quality as well as quantity. Quantity, unfortunately, is, is more limited with anybody who has um, a terminal cancer the quality of his life and make sure that he lived his, his last years as well as he possibly could. So I started getting really interested in doing IV therapy with him um, while he was going through his traditional chemo and uh, radiation, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that being said, it's a, it's a tricky thing to do IV therapy because you have to be very respectful of the half-life of your chemotherapeutics and, and a variety of other things and any kind of medications that that patients are taking.
0: So he was the first person that you administered IV on. Yeah.
2: And And he
0: was your guinea pig. He was my guinea pig. So you thought, I'm going to do this. I am going to heal my brother and I'm going to use him as my, my guinea pig. Well, I, I, not, not heal. I,
2: I don't, that was not the ultimate goal. The, the ultimate goal was to keep him as healthy as possible. Yep. And he was, unfortunately, he was only given two years to live and and he got 10. And what was amazing is that he got to become a teacher. He went to U of T with me and uh, then became a high school teacher back home where we grew up. And that's so what he wanted. That's what he wanted. He always dreamed of it. And he got to do it for one year. And then after that, unfortunately he passed, but the quality of his life more than anything was was incredible until the end
0: so this is what when people are listening to this podcast the things that i love to do is to bring light to things that we are often too hectic to pay attention to or We have other stressors in our life that have us looking at in other directions other than potentially ourselves. And I can completely wave the flag and say that I'm one of those people that went a really, really long time uh, on the course of my own life and my business trajectory to just keep moving at warp speed. And what I love about meeting you is you've shown me what my decisions have done, and you've helped me make some side steps, and you've helped me have a better quality of life. And that's what you do for so many people. So for anyone out there that's interested in their health in a really deep, important way, that's really interested in feeling good, truly feeling good every day, this is an important podcast for you to listen to. And Stephanie is the lady to take it from. So I've gone for the blood work on the day you told me to at the ungodly hour of 7.30 a.m. I was fasting. They took a thousand liters out of me. I wait a week. You call me back into your magical office. Boom. What happens? What do you learn about Tiffany Pratt? Well, we learned a lot of things about you that day. (laughs) Um, So, um. The emperor has no clothes, by the way. I'm just going to reveal all. Okay. Um.
2: So I think the biggest thing we learned about you was um, that you were definitely overstressed, overworked, and your adrenal system was really taxed at that point. So that was our main focus and more main treatment uh, direction for you.
0: So today I wanted to have you here because I know that medical documents don't always support when someone says they have adrenal fatigue. But moving into what's happening in the world and how we're all stressed and taxed, I think that this is going to change. But for anyone out there listening, Steph and I are going to talk about adrenal fatigue. We're going to talk about how you feel, how it manifests, what goes on in the body, um, that if you don't dig deeper, you don't get the blood work, you're not going to find out what's really wrong with you because people who aren't versed in it will probably think it's something else. Is this correct? in this day and age, we are
2: all stressed and we're all doing far too much. And, and COVID is added to the stress. Um, but we have to remember that stress right now is, is multifactorial. There's emotional stress, there's physical stress. Um, and, and stress is coming from us from all directions and we're not taking the time, uh, unfortunately, to sleep enough, to eat, eat well enough. Um, and a lot of us love what we do, and we push it too much, even with what we love to do. And often we're not exercising to to compensate. So, adrenal fatigue or or deficiencies in cortisol, particularly our morning cortisol or AM cortisol, um, is a real thing. Um, now, just to to differentiate, we're not talking about a deficiency like Addison's disease, where um, there, there are even further implications and, and further um, uh, medical problems that are associated with that. Uh, nor are we talking about cushions, which is an excess in cortisol. So just to, to differentiate, this is kind of the gray zone between those those two. And this seems to be a phenomenon of, of this century where it's, it's
0: overstress. So I felt this for a long time. And I saw lots of different doctors who treated me for lots of different things, but none of it was for specifically adrenal fatigue. And I had tapped myself. I actually loved your face when you saw my number. You were like, well, you're one of the worst cases I've seen. (laughs) And you're a few points away from being in the hospital. So we got to get you back up. It was, you really, um, you didn't scare me, but you definitely let me know how serious it was. Well, the the problem is that your body is not
2: designed to continuously be in a state of stress. You can think of it like um, constantly being in, everybody's heard the term sympathetic state or that fight or flight mode. And when you're in that mode uh, for short periods of time, it's it's very productive. It allows adrenaline to come out of your system and it, it allows you to focus and do those things but it's only designed to do that for a very short amount of time. This isn't, we're not designed to do that on an ongoing basis. So what we want to do is make sure there's a balance between being in in a sympathetic state and a parasympathetic state. This parasympathetic state is that restful state where you can heal, you can sleep, you can do all the restorative things.
0: For someone like me, I can say when you're saying all the restorative things, I'm like, At the time, now I'm good. I'm good now. But at the time, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, how am I going to slow this train down enough to get myself in a place where I could actually do this? And when you were saying to me, like, Tiff, there's going to be no crazy big bursts of cardio and you can do your weight training, but like, don't tax yourself and try to sleep as much as you can. And it's because when I showed up in your office, it's that like wired, but tired that we all hear you know, that you are running full tilt, but you're exhausted. I was eating way too much sugar because I was trying to keep myself awake. Absolutely. I felt like I was almost borderline depressed, but I wasn't in depression. No. I had gained weights. I had felt like I I was confused all the time and I couldn't get out of it. Um, And my sleep wasn't that great. So when you do a little research on adrenal fatigue. It's almost like I was the, I was the poster child. You were the poster child. Absolutely. (laughs) So when I, I did the research after you told me, I thought, oh my God. And this is a call to anyone out there that can, you know, really relate to these symptoms. Like if you go online and you read all the things that you could be feeling, it's crazy that you could be thinking that something else is wrong with you and really you're just exhausted and taxed. So let's talk about some of the symptoms because I just talked about some of the stuff that I felt. Um do you want to talk about some of the other symptoms that you know the peoples have when they have adrenal fatigue? Because I found this friggin' fascinating.
2: Body aches is a big one. Okay. And body aches. Body aches, and this is where this is an interesting hmm. one because when you're actually doing a workup with with a patient, you you have to make sure that you're actually looking at other things that may contribute to somebody's fatigue level. So the big one, obviously, is thyroid function. Ah. Um, so we have to to rule out that, that someone doesn't ha- isn't hypothyroid, um, and 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 really do a proper investigation because. There's a lot of overlapping things. And then the other one that people come in with, especially when they have uh, muscle aches, is they say, oh, do I have fibromyalgia? Do I right. have chronic fatigue? And so it's really important to make sure you're doing the right blood work initially, that you're not labeling yourself incorrectly and that you're not just missing what's what's really going on.
0: But this is what I think happens a lot. Absolutely. Is that people don't do the research. And this is what I, ab- I am on my knees for you on the reg because you dug in with me so deep and you really got to the core of it. And once we healed one thing, we were able to heal other things, but it was like you, you peeled the onion slowly that once we got the adrenals underway we could heal the hormones we could heal everything else so the,
2: the big thing with with adrenal function and so, so sorry some of the other symptoms yeah. that people may have I'll just finish up with that like so, a lot of people will have digestive problems yep. and they'll say oh I'm I've got gluten insensitivity or I have dairy insensitivity or sensitivity and and often again it's it's due to a weak adrenal system. And it it really impacts your immune system, right? Like when you're, when you're constantly tired and you're constantly pushing and pushing and pu- pushing, at some point, something's got to give. And often it's our immune system as well. So it leaves us much more susceptible to colds and flus and all kinds of things.
0: So when I got to you, mm-hmm. I was bottom of the barrel, textbook, all these things. Yep. Could not think of anything you've just said that I didn't feel. And we started IV support. So I remember you told me we were, I was so bottom of the barrel that, and this is where I I want you, I love the idea that you give people options. It wasn't like you only have this option. This is the only way you're going to get out of this. It was like, okay, you could jump into some IVs. This is the schedule. You can do it. We can get you healed within around this time. You have to take these supplements. Please try to eat this way. So I just wanted you to dig in a little bit because um, things that people can take, things that people can be aware of, things that people can do even on their own to start making their own private shifts. Right. So we take a very logical stepwise approach to treatment.
2: There are some people that are so fatigued, and this isn't you, but they're, that, they're worse than you, that come in and and they're Basically, they're next to burnout. And so me giving them a huge boost ultimately is going to make them feel okay for a very short amount of time and often doesn't actually really give them a good foundation to work off of. So it's much better to actually give patients really, really simple, easy options to start with. Supplements are always a great place to start because people have much fewer um, side effects. Um, so things like uh, licorice, I mean, that is one of the, the really great adrenal supports. So it works um, by helping to alleviate kind of the breakdown of cortisol. So it allows the adrenal gland to function more optimally. Um, now with Things like licorice, you have to w- watch for patients that have that are hypertensive, so high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. But um, there, are, there are things that you can start, and and so we don't want to scare people and think, okay, there's only one solution here. So we can start with supplements if people are comfortable with that. We can start with that. Then we can move on to things like injections, depending on on where their deficiencies are, and then IVs. IVs are usually the most um, invasive. Um, but also work the best and are extremely effective in, in getting somebody back on track quickly. Which is what we did. Mm-hmm. Well, we took a very a combined approach with you. Yeah. Um, but we introduced everything one, tr- one time. Each, each uh, visit, we did one thing and then we added to the next, to the next, to the next. So, we, so you were aware of what was working and how it was feeling and how it was making you feel as we moved along.
1: Speaking of being aware, I have a question. So if if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, do I have adrenal fatigue or am I just tired from work or like, what kind of things should I watch out for just day to day to figure out whether this is something I should come and see you for?
2: The Probably the telltale thing is, is or sign is that you're exhausted after you've had an at eight hours sleep, like you, you wake up and you think, okay, like I should be comfortable go- right, right. going to work. I yeah. should be comfortable looking after my children. I should be comfortable doing the activities of daily living. And you're exhausted and you, th- you think this doesn't make sense. And, and you're constantly having to use stimulants. So you're using pop or you're using coffee as, as a, as a source of caffeine to keep you going. Okay. And um, sugar. And sugar—that's another.
1: Grabbing donuts. You're grabbing snacks. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: This is this is all this is all the world we live in. Let's get honest. Absolutely. I think that adrenal fatigue is an epidemic, and I do think we need to get serious about it. And that's why I wanted you to come. There's so many things we could talk about today, yep. but I think this is a big one. Yeah. Because coming off of this, the things that I found have helped me really chill the out. Yeah. Have been things like getting off my phone. Absolutely. No screen time. Just put the phone in the corner, lose the phone. I've been meditating twice a day. I've been exercising regularly. I've given up the ghost with my excessive use of sugar. I only have it when I absolutely have to have it, which is around my period. And I know that these little triggers that I once felt are slowly going away. Yeah. And some of the other bonus effects of this. And also I wanted to talk about how the adrenals then start to affect the hormones.
2: Absolutely. You get a
0: cascade effect, which then start to affect your period. And then now, obviously men out there, you absolutely are candidate for adrenal fatigue, but as a woman, it's different because with the hormone system, we just, I, w- I know myself, I went down with the ship. My hormones were suffering. Absolutely. And and that, so the adrenal gland is
2: is the, one of the master glands in our body. So if you haven't taken the time to do the investigation to see if your adrenal system is functioning optimally, then you start to think, okay, well, you know, my, my periods are irregular or I'm not getting pregnant or you know, I can't lose this abdominal weight or whatever the other issues are. And you think, okay, well, I'll try to fix that. Well, if you haven't fixed the underlying issue and it's your adrenal glands, you're never going to be successful treating those other things, or it's going to be much more difficult anyway to treat those other
0: things. Well, this is the round robin, which is exactly people are exercising like crazy thinking I'm gaining this weight. I got to lose it they exercise but it's taxing them no more it's firing their cortisol because they're exhausted then they eat more sugar and it just keeps going around then you eat sugar it exacerbates your hormones your periods are off everything's gone awry you're completely fried absolutely and and you, you have
2: to remember that the cortisol works like any hormone where there are normal highs and lows so what we're expecting first thing in the morning is your cortisol to actually be high and that's That's normal and that's what we want. So first thing in the morning, we want your cortisol to be quite elevated and and obviously within normal limits, but we want it high so your body wakes up for the day. So cortisol is stimulating your body to, it increases your blood pressure, it increases your heart rate. It, It does all those things to get your body ready for the day. Your metabolism goes up, your body temperature, everything just is stimulated. But you can imagine you certainly wouldn't want that at the end of the day, when you're trying to wind down and go to sleep. And so it's, it's two different things. So we want high cortisol in the morning and low cortisol at night.
0: is something you were teaching me that helped me understand even my own rhythms because I was so deficient. I found I was so, I was inoperable pretty much in the morning. I felt like I had nothing to give. I yeah. felt foggy. I didn't feel like I, like going to the gym in the morning was the worst idea ever for me because I felt like I had no juice. I had nothing. Well, and and, and that's
2: going to be compounded by having low cortisol in the morning and then asking your body to exercise that ultimately becomes something then stressful for your body, and that's the exact opposite of what we want exercise to be. We want exercise to be something that's rejuvenating. And so when you're you're so fatigued already, the last thing you want to do is do some kind of hit training or some really um,
0: rigorous, rigorous sweaty. Activity. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because the things that we've been told with the way we feel, oh, well, if you're tired, you probably need to exercise. And then you start exercising and you're taxing your body. So everybody's a snowflake. Everybody has something different. And this is why I am urging anyone that's listening to work with someone like Steph, because you're going to get the in-depth information you need when you're working with a doctor that will truly do the due diligence, dig through your blood work and get some answers. Because you could be living on supplements for the rest of your life that have been prescribed for things that you don't even have. And that's where I was when I met you. Do you remember that?
2: Absolutely. And and the problem is that if you don't take that approach, you, you not only end up being on supplements, but you end up being on medications that you don't need to be on.
0: This is a thing too, I think, for the anti-aging part of your work that I think is so yeah. huge because there is an epidemic of people being prescribed pharmaceuticals for things that they do not need to have that age the body and they tax the body in ways they don't need. Absolutely. So I'm sure you see this with patients that are middle-aged and you need to like uncoil this. But it's, again, you
2: have to do these things so, so slowly because people don't get to this state um, overnight. Like this isn't something that happened in 24 hours. This is years and years of just being too hard on your body. And and not looking after yourself well enough,
0: we, so we, we take ha- it for granted, don't we? Absolutely. So we have to we
2: have to do it really slowly to to, to tease things out, and we have to do it very safely too. We don't want to remove uh, have a patient remove medication or um, supplements or anything without supervision, and we want to make sure they're
0: doing it in a in a very controlled manner. Okay, so to wrap up my story, ten yes. months yes. after I started seeing you, yep, we pulled blood. We did it again. We thought we would just see where things were at after, I would say pretty much weekly for almost 10 months, I saw you. Yeah, absolutely. With my supports and all the things. And I went from zero to hero, basically. You got my blood back and you were shocked. I, I actually, I was really impressed. Um, because most of the
2: time, it on average, we say that it's four to six months to see a shift, a, a big shift in hormones. Um, and, and And that's with a patient being very, very vigilant about their their treatment protocol,
0: so I kudos to you. You did a great job. I stayed focused. i had I had you as my coach, and you were just keeping me eye on the prize. And it wasn't an overnight thing. Nope. And this is the interesting thing about our health is we can't give up on ourselves because things do take time, and you're not going to feel a million percent right away. But if you just keep at it, right? I'm sure that's a big challenge for you with your patients. They're looking for the overnight success remedy. Absolutely. And and you do
2: get a little bit of that with something like IV therapy because it's obviously it's direct into the bloodstream. We can really give um, a lot of vitamins, minerals, uh, amino acids. We can give that directly into this bloodstream and, and with incredible results. The thing is it moves through your system more readily. And and so we really need to dig deep to make sure that the patient's also doing the lifestyle things to support everything we're doing with IVs, supplements, medication, et cetera.
0: What do you think is the hardest, biggest, most challenging aspect of your work when you're working with someone? Do you think it's just that they're not listening to the protocols? They just keep, they're on the treadmill. What's the thing that you see as the most challenged? I I think it's breaking, breaking old habits. Right. Um, I think they say it
2: takes 20 to 30 days to develop to to unlearn a bad habit and relearn a new habit. And so it's it's really helping people get through that first month um, of changing changing their old habits. The other issue is that we need to make sure that the patients are well supported in in their home because if they have um, a husband, a wife, kids that, that aren't wanting to support the changes that need to right. happen in the household, right? then it's, then
0: it's even more challenging
2: for someone to, to make those changes.
0: Well, you have to go it alone and you don't have a support system, yeah. which is, you know, how as humans, we have to learn that we are our own biggest cheerleader, our own greatest support. And I have found great support in you, even just being able to go into your office. And you, to me, are the picture of health. I mean, in every way, skin, hair, vitality, you name it, Steph's got it. So when you see someone living their truth, you see someone living what they preach, what they teach, what they stand, what they represent. You are the self-love guru in this department for me. And that's why I wanted you to be here because Love Jamming is about finding love in all different places. And so you have found love by bringing the things that you know, can make people feel better into the world in a very accessible, real way. Like you wake up in the morning and you know the work that you're putting out into the world is important shit. It's important. You're educating people on top of healing them, which is so, and do you feel like you have repeat clients? Like somebody tells someone else, because I feel like you've got this. Most of my patients come from word of
2: mouth. Of course. When, when someone's had really good success, um,
0: they tend to tell other people, And everyone has something to uncover. And I just feel like you get such a rise out of figuring things out. It's almost like everyone's a puzzle. Do you feel like you're a master puzzle piece putter, backer? It's fun to get to the bottom of what's going on with a person. It's stuff that you wouldn't expect. And that's the stuff that I am so grateful for you for is I would not have expected a lot of the stuff that you uncovered for me, but you brought into light some things that I think were really Almost to the point where if I didn't catch it when I did, it would have been really, really bad. Absolutely. Yeah. So everyone's in that. So what do you want to say to the peoples about their health and what they could do? Is there anything that you feel like these are a couple simple steps that would really help people get harness on? Like, is it exercise? Is it checking into supplements? Is it going for regular appointments? Is it mental health? Like what's the stuff that you think would be some great things to send some people home with today?
2: I think probably is is really try to take control of your your health um, and really be your own best advocate. So right. listen to your body, listen to how not just your body but your 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 mind. And if you if you feel that there's something wrong, look for somebody that is going to help you,
0: um,
2: and start with getting blood work
0: when you have lots of people telling you lots of different things. Oh, it's probably this. Oh, it's probably that. Oh, you should sleep more. Oh, you should do this more. You know the answer. So I I love that um, anybody who's listening could understand, you know, you are your own healer, really, when you get quiet enough. I just think it's so magical that if we get really serious about our intake, what we're putting in our mouths, we really could change the way we look. People don't think about that. They think it's about the creams and the potions and the lotions. But I often think when I'm with you, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's from the inside out.
2: Beauty is always from the inside out. Absolutely. We need to love ourselves and then that- Then it comes out. Then it comes out. It comes out.
1: Well, even something as simple as vitamin C, vitamin C stimulates collagen. Absolutely. So if you're Mm -hmm. eating your fruits and vegetables and your red peppers, you're making your skin better by eating red peppers because it's full of vitamin C, for example.
2: Absolutely. And your fruits and vegetables have all a ton of anti-aging components as well. You're getting resveratrol, um, all of those types of things. So it it is multifactorial. It's not one thing. but I mean, really what you put into your body is, is what you're going to ultimately end up looking like. So if you're putting garbage in, you're getting garbage out. You're getting garbage, garbage
1: out. out. Quick, so, quick question. You've talked about female hormone support. Yes. What about the boys? Do you guys help with testosterone support? So we do.
2: Um, and this is a, this is a, a new, well, not, I shouldn't say newer area, but it's a, an area of interest that's that's really come to the forefront in the last uh, decade. So, um, so female health as well as male health. So we do this. We do similar blood work uh, for men as a workup. Um, again, we we do look at adrenal function. We look at thyroid function, and then we look at all the male hormones as well as, interestingly, we look at some of the female hormones with with men. So one of the most interesting things that happen as men age is especially if their cortisol is um, out of whack and we see, often we'll see men with higher cortisol levels, which is increasing sugars, which is increasing um, insulin. Um, Then we see men putting on weight around the abdomen and that weight uh, or that that body fat there actually also is producing estrogen. So Mm. fat produces estrogen, estrogen produces fat then we're getting into a cycle where the estrogen is then pushing men's testosterone levels down. So this can happen at any point, but we're typically seeing it happen more commonly after 50. But it can happen as early as 40, where we see guys' body fat go up and that is actually pushing their testosterone levels down.
0: Testosterone goes down. Estrogen goes up as you're a dude. You're gaining weight. That means your Zaza Zoe is going down too. Well, and that's, Often where, what, what is the first complaint
2: when uh, men come in is their libido's down or they're having, they're having issues with erectile dysfunction or there's a whole, they can't gain uh, muscle mass the way they used to. So there's a whole host of things that, that are more specific for testosterone, um, decreases in testosterone. Coco?
1: I was just, yeah, absolutely true. I mean, you know, I'm in that window, and it is harder to put on muscle. And I got got the belly fat. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I just wonder how safe the testosterone patch is, for example.
2: So um, again, what we are looking at is is doing as as little as we can um, to get the the best treatment. So what is what is great is if we are noticing, for example. Um, a man's coming in and he has issues with his adrenal function. So we address that first. Treating that will often fix their testosterone, estrogen uh, situation. If that doesn't work, then what we can do is we can give them uh, natural or pharmaceutical estrogen blockers. And, And so, again, we take a very stepwise approach to treatment So we're not just running straight to giving a man testosterone injections, a patch, cream, whatever the case may be. We're starting with things that are are much more um, sustainable long-term because we also have to take cost of of some of these drugs into consideration. They can get really expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And and then there's there's also, there's fertility uh, implications with men um, as well. So, if men are waiting longer to have children, we we don't put, we can't put them on testosterone because it will push um, their their sperm countdown. So we we really have to be careful. You have to do everything in a very timely in a timely manner, and you need to to talk about all. It's a delicate
0: dance. Absolutely, you got to sidestep one thing to make sure another thing's happening. Yep, Coco. Mm-hmm. Holy.
1: But yeah. You could talk about this stuff for days.
0: You know what I think about too? And it's like these, you know, the body is a map. And the one thing that you've got me on that's so simple that I just want to shout out to the peoples is just tracking your period. Going back to the ladies. Yep. And for a similar thing that you discuss <laughs> here with the men. you said
1: going back to the ladies. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Well, I'm I've been tracking, tracking
0: Coco's per- period for years. <laughs> um, No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you know what? Apparently, oh, no. Apparently, no, just uh, I know it's funny, but obviously men don't have periods. But apparently men have a, a similar hormonal cycle. Um, Absolutely. Like a, yeah. And it affects them uh, in, in a mental or emotional way. But obviously it's not, you know.
0: You're not bleeding through your penis. Well, of course. Well, no.
1: I, I found that interesting is that men also have a monthly cycle that that is, you know, Steph, not- is
2: this true? It' not just a monthly cycle. So it's it's usually t- the testosterone is on a thirty six to forty day cycle. Um, oh, okay. Peaking, uh, within that that window. But what's really interesting with men is if you're if men are concerned about things like erectile dysfunction, um, you can actually your testosterone levels are highest first thing in the morning. So mm. usually men that that are really struggling with ED. They're not waking up with a morning, um, a morning erection. So that's an easy way of seeing if your testosterone levels are perhaps lower than they should be.
0: Gentlemen, you don't have a tent in your pants when you wake up. <laughs> problems, <laughs> problems arise or don't arise. Um, okay, go. so going back to my period though, I think the ladies yes. need to pay attention to something so simple. And this is one thing you've got me on. So simple as tracking my period, which... Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I just kind of came to believe that my period was just going to come when my period came and leave and it was going to go and I had no control. I still don't have control, but I can count on it now. Right. And and, to the day stuff.
2: Absolutely. But that, that was all a product of the fact that your adrenal system was so taxed. And that's what a lot of women will start to notice is that their, their periods are so irregular and sometimes they're absent. Um, And if they're trying to get pregnant, they can't get pregnant or they can't time their ovulation. And so you really have to, again, you have to go back to the root. What's the problem? Your adrenal system's the problem. Once your adrenal system's fixed, you'll you'll notice that women's cycles become much more regular. Women are distressed. Then they get pregnant much more easily,
0: et cetera, et cetera. So one really feeds into the next It's interesting too, because as soon as you told me about this, I was like, where are the adrenals even located? Yeah. Because most people don't even know that they're an organ in the body and that they are located. So it's a small little organ above the kidney. Absolutely. So when you you can't feel them, it's not like they ache or they have any real identification or identifying feelings in the body. Nope. And they're quite small. Yeah, they're about the size of a walnut.
2: Not much, not much bigger. Um, But they do so much. But they do so, so much. Coco?
1: Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about the origin of the word adrenal.
0: Oh, here we go. Oh, He's boy. been watching no, too no, many no. documentary stuff. I, I like... always
1: watch documentary, but you think about it <laughs> your renal system, your renal is your kidney system. Yes. Uh, so, adrenal, you sit on top of your kidneys, adrenal.
0: There you go. Okay, so can you tell the people about <sighs> your current obsession with this documentary? And please, You were just showing me the Greek
1: mythology, and oh yeah, I just I'm I'm into um, uh, like the rise of empires. It's a series called The Rise of Empires, Uh, and it's fascinating. He's obsessed. Yeah, history is cool.
0: And so is health, and so so, and so is Stephanie Porter.
1: Stephanie's the coolest.
0: (laughs) Well, this is (laughs) thank you guys. This is a serious love fest in here because this is a longtime friendship between Steph and Coco that I have only most recently become a part of. And I have been truly in your debt since the moment I walked into your office because I feel like I have moved forward this year in a totally different way. And it's because of your tenacious spirit and your love for true health and getting to the bottom of things. So anyone listening to this podcast, I urge you to check out Stephanie Porter, Porter Health. Where where do people find you? Um, so... What's your uh, handle on Instagram? I want people to check My in. handle
2: on Instagram is uh, Porter Health.
0: At Porter Health. Porter Health. And the website is? The website is porterhealth.ca. And then if you live in Toronto, it's right off the lakeshore. So take the trip. If you live in the outskirts of Toronto, she's worth the trip. So get in your car, get on the train. However, check out Steph. She's incredible. She's worth every single second. Thank you for taking the time. No, this has been so much fun and it's been great. And I'm very happy that you've had such success. Because of you, man. It's all you. You're just, you're a great coach. You just got to listen to your coach. Coco. Tiffany. This has been, an, been a hell of a love jam. It's been great. It's been great. Steph, thank you. Thank you for I'm having me. I'm so you. happy you're here. I wouldn't be here without you supporting, commenting, and subscribing, so thank you so much. Delta Foss Canada, again, here we are, season three. What a ride. We would not be making this magic happen without you. And of course, the sexiness, the sounds, the music in the mix. Coco, you are the man. We are always together. And if it's not here on the podcast, you can check me out on my website, tiffanypratt.com. Or you can check out my Instagram at the Tiffany Pratt. But either way, friends, I'll see you on the flip side. I know we're gonna be together again, and I'm sending you my deepest gratitude and all the glittering rainbow love. I love you. Okay, bye.